The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of land that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. Jesus, tired from his journey, sat down there at the well. It was about noon. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. He said, Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How can you, a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? For Jews use nothing in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, and who is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you do not even have a bucket, and the cistern is deep. Where then can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this cistern and drank from it himself with his children? and his flocks? Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I shall give will never thirst. The water I shall give will become in him a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may not be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go call your husband and come back. The woman answered and said to him, I do not have a husband. Jesus answered her, You are right in saying, I do not have a husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you people say that the place to worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Believe me, woman, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You people worship what you do not understand. We worship what we understand because salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And indeed, the Father seeks such people to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to Him, I know that the Messiah is coming, the one called the Christ. When He comes, He will tell us everything. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one speaking with you. At that moment, his disciples returned and were amazed that he was talking with a woman. But still no one said, what are you looking for? Or why are you talking with her? The woman left her water jar and went into the town and said to the people, come see a man who told me everything I have done. Could he possibly be the Christ? They went out of the town and came to him. Meanwhile, the disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. So the disciples said to one another, 
Could someone have brought him something to eat? Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of the one who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say, In four months the harvest will be here? I tell you, look up and see the fields ripe for the harvest. The reaper is already receiving payment and gathering crops for eternal life, so that the sower and reaper can rejoice together. For here the saying is verified that one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the work, and you are sharing the fruits of their work. Many of the Samaritans of that town began to believe in him because of the word of the woman who testified, He told me everything I have done. When the Samaritans came to him, they invited him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. Many more began to believe in him because of his word. And they said to the woman, We no longer believe because of your word, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. One of my closest priest friends is Father Jason Sharball. The reason he is one of my closest friends is because he thinks I look like Dwayne Johnson, the muscle-bound actor who is called The Rock. Now, if someone thought you looked as handsome as The Rock, wouldn't he be your best friend as well? I can even raise one eyebrow like Dwayne Johnson can. Before Johnson became the highest-paid actor in Hollywood, he was a professional wrestler with the name The Rock. After making a dramatic entrance into the wrestling ring with flashing lights and thunderous music, Johnson would take the microphone and ask rhetorically to the crowd, Can you smell what The Rock's been cooking? <laughs> It was his signature catchphrase line. And that one line signified all his strength and self-confidence. In other words, what The Rock was cooking was self-confidence. Before I came to IC in the December of 2013, I took three months to live with the Carmelites in Dallas, Texas. Believe it or not, I was thinking about becoming a Carmelite monk. As a monk in training, I was not supposed to communicate very much with the outside world. So I decided to send my good friend, Father Sharbaugh, a brief note to let him know I was doing well as a Carmelite wannabe. On a blank piece of paper, I wrote only one line. Can you smell what the rock's been cooking? and nothing else. Father Sharbaugh got a good laugh out of that one-liner, and he's kept that letter ever since. What I hope my one-line letter conveyed was that I was well and also feeling very confident. But the rock 
of my strength was not my bulging muscles or my intimidating eyebrow or my shoulder sleeve tattoo. Rather, the rock of my strength was and is Jesus Christ. And as a Carmelite monk, I could smell (laughs) what the rock Christ was cooking like never before. I could smell the gourmet meal of the Eucharist that Jesus Christ, the rock, alone can cook. Dwayne Johnson asks, can you smell what the rock's been cooking? And I could answer, yes, I can, in my little Carmelite cloister away from the world. The first reading today from Exodus chapter 17 also speaks about a rock. And like Dwayne Johnson, the wrestler rock, this miraculous rock also does some cooking. That is, it provides water in the desert. God commanded Moses, strike the rock and the water will flow from it for the people to drink. Interestingly, Moses was only to strike the rock once and then afterwards he only had to speak to the rock for the water to flow. That rock actually followed the Israelites for 40 years in the desert and became the source of their strength and confidence that God was with them. In the Gospel today from John chapter 4, the Samaritan woman is also thirsty like the Israelite people in the desert. But she's not dealing with a symbolic rock at Mount Sinai, but rather with the real rock, Jesus Christ himself. That is why Jesus replies to her comment about drinking water at Jacob's well. If you knew the gift of God and who is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. In other words, what the rock at Mount Horeb only symbolized, giving people water in the desert, Jesus came to fulfill the reality of that rock that gives living water. By the end of the gospel passage, Jesus could have asked the Samaritan woman, can you smell what the rock's been cooking? (laughs) And she could have answered, yes, I can because now Jesus had become the source of her strength and confidence and not her five husbands. My friends, in a sense, Lent is the season in which we ask ourselves spiritually, can you smell what the rock's been cooking? That is, we should ask ourselves, what is the source of my strength, my self-confidence? my peace of mind, the access around which my world revolves, the rock on which I stand. Some of us may think that our possessions are our strength and what give us peace of mind. Others may rely on their intelligence or their expertise as their sure foundation. Still others may feel their family or their friendships are their greatest strength. 
During Lent, though, we voluntarily detach ourselves from these earthly goods, kind of like I did when I lived in a Carmelite monastery. Why? So that we can attach ourselves more completely to Christ, the real rock. When we have been wandering in the desert, like the Israelites, we really appreciate fresh, living water, Jesus. When we have lost at love five times, like the Samaritan woman, we are truly grateful when we find true love, Jesus. So too, through our Lenten sacrifices, we stop trusting in our brains and in our brawn, in our bulging muscles and in our bulging bank accounts, and put all our trust in Jesus, the rock who alone saves us and strengthens us. So, as a Dwayne Johnson look-alike, let me ask you again, can you smell what the rock's been cooking? Praise be Jesus Christ.